You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes, and I'm glad that you are checking out today's episode. I wanted to spend some time because I didn't, with it being a Bears Monday, I didn't really have a chance to talk about Joe Madden, and I wanted to. And I'm sure I'll, I'll probably broach the subject again on the show, but I wanted to, to talk a little bit about not necessarily Joe as Cubs manager, but Joe as the guy that I talk to every week on the show. And I want to kind of take you a little bit behind the curtain on how some of this stuff happened and uh, my my thoughts on him no longer being the manager of the Cubs and how it affects the show. So when Mitch said came to me while we were discussing whether or not I would return to the score because I was in a contract negotiation that my, my contract had ended in February and Mitch and I were like, well, let's keep, let's keep you working while we figure out what we're going to do. Like, whether you're going to be on the nighttime show, whether you're going to leave, whether we're going to move you to a different day part. And then we decided that I was going to move to a different day part and I got the opportunity to, to work noon to two. And I was really excited just because it gave me a chance after 10 years of doing the nighttime show, it gave me a chance to be in front of an audience that doesn't ordinarily hear me. And I know that some people would grab the podcast every day, and I appreciate that, like you're listening to the podcast right now. I appreciate folks that went out of their way to listen to me during the day from the night before. You know what I mean? But when Mitch said this to me, I was I was in spring training. I was I was there in Arizona being in the Cubs clubhouse, and that's when I got the word that not only was I going – noon to two, that the times worked out so that I was going to get the chance to host Joe Madden every week, that I was going to be the guy in charge of the Joe Madden show. And it was crazy. And I remember being in the Cubs clubhouse and talking with some Cubs officials, and they were like, you know, this is a big deal. And I agreed with them wholeheartedly. It's a huge deal to to be able to have the, the manager of the Cubs who has a lot of incredible personality, and it's it's just kind of a big job. So I think it was the second day that the new show started was my first interview with Joe. And it was so weird because I felt like everyone here was so nervous about it except for me. Like, I wasn't nervous about it because I knew Joe. Like, me and Joe, I wouldn't say that I had the same type of relationship that beat reporters had with him, but he knew me. So he wasn't, like, shocked that we'd be doing the show together. And he knew that I was a White Sox fan, which – and we joked about it because I was joking about how much he was talking about Grant Ball for. And I was saying how much I hated him. I was like, I bet you did. He said, I bet you did. You know, as a White Sox fan, I absolutely hated Grant Ball for because of the the way that he went about doing the game. But I really did take it as a big responsibility to get news from him, to talk with him – to allow his personality to come out. And I know this is a little bit uh, inside baseball, (laughs) even though we're talking about a baseball manager, but I looked at 
Joe being on the show as a partnership instead of he's a guest that comes on every week. And it's a weird thing because you want him to feel comfortable. I feel like with with something like that, my strategy is not to be prosecutorial. If I'm in a press conference and I'm covering a beat and you have to ask hard questions at a press conference, you have to. And if you have hard questions you have to ask for your partner, in this case it's Joe, there are ways to do it. And I thought that he was very open to the ways that I would ask him hard questions. And he never shied away from the questions that were hard because we were talking about whether or not he was going to be the manager of the Cubs for a really long time. I remember there's one week when I asked him, are you scared that you're going to get fired because the Cubs have been playing so bad? But I, I really appreciated him, and I, I owe him a debt to tell you the truth. This show has done well. I'm not really allowed to talk about numbers, but we've done well. And I think that we've probably done better than most people expected me to do. And I think a big part of that is every week at noon on Tuesdays, you could lock in that Joe Madden was going to be on the show and you were going to learn baseball and you were going to hear stories. And my hope was that you felt like you were in the room. Joe Madden is one of the all-time storytellers. He's great at it. And to me, he's on a list with Doug Buffone. And maybe there's something about that, you know, Pennsylvania thing where they they create great storytellers. Doug Doug would have loved Joe Madden as manager of the Cubs. They would have been friends. Like, I'm convinced of that. But you had access to his inner thoughts. There were times when we would have Joe on the show where Joe had just finished filling out his lineup card that he'd tell you what he was doing with the lineup and why he was doing it with the lineup. And because people knew that they could, at noon on Tuesdays during the baseball season, it became must-less in radio. And I I think that it was reflected in the way that the show succeeded early on. Now, my show is only six months old from noon to two. Um, And I, like I said, I owe Joe a debt because I think that he helped to really jump it off in the right way. In a season where the Cubs were a story every single day with win-loss, win-loss, like all the the season long, he made talking about the Cubs that much more fun. And then I got to give some credit to to Tony Gill where Tony said, well, why don't we – Tony is basically like, let's push it. Let's push further and see if we can have fun with Joe at the end. And that's where, you know, the creation of the the box of questions came from. And the questions that we would ask Joe at the end of each segment were questions that you came up with. And, it, and I loved that connection that ended up happening because you were listening to Joe being thoughtful on whatever subject, mostly baseball, but other subjects too, and then wondering what else could you talk to Joe about? And he would oblige. And he'd answer these questions that were completely out of pocket. And I can tell you this, if you're listening to this podcast on Monday, 
on Tuesday's show, we already have planned the fun questions that we asked Joe. We did this at during the All-Star break. We're going to bring back a bunch of them for tomorrow's show. So if you are listening on Monday, be listening at noon tomorrow because we're going to act as if Joe is on the show tomorrow. So there's a little inside for you about what's going to happen. But I'm sad to see him go from a clearly, like, strictly professional, like, selfish reason because it it makes my show lesser and I'm going to have to get creative and figure out next baseball season, whether it's me hosting the manager show for whomever that manager is and how to make it as fun and entertaining as possible. Luckily, I have a whole offseason to try and figure this stuff out. But I will be eternally grateful to Joe Madden for providing great radio each week and stuff that really helped me learn the game more. Like, I remember Joe, like, I write stuff down when I'm talking with Joe. And the things that I'll take away from conversations with him were the idea of situational hitting and how he felt about situational hitting and situational pitching. He would talk about the one-in-one count being important and how at bats change because of the decisions that are made on one-in-one counts. He he talked about what he wanted approach to be. And so when I was watching Cubs games, and I hope that while you were watching Cubs games, you were looking at the idea of middle away because that's what Joe was talking about. Middle away, middle away, middle away. And you could tell when he was going to be frustrated after a game because you understood his philosophy. You understood, well, this is why Joe is pissed off because that's a situation where you need a ground ball to the right side. You don't need a fly ball in that situation. And you definitely don't need a fly ball to left field in that situation. So you can understand why he might get upset with seeing stuff that bothered his baseball sensibilities. He is clearly beloved in that clubhouse. I enjoyed hearing what Javier Baez said about him because I think those guys have a really, really close relationship in that Joe believed in Javi. Even when people on the front office side didn't, and I'm not saying that they thought that Javi was a bust. They didn't. They thought they knew he'd be a great player. But Joe was saying he needs to be in the major leagues right now. In 2015, he needs to be here right now. And Javi talked about him. He's like, no one else would have let me be me. And Joe Madden allowed me to be me. So I loved, loved hearing that. So I wanted to, to, to take a little bit of time and just kind of thank Joe for that. And I wanted to share, like, the end of our conversation that we had last Wednesday, so his last time that he was on the show as Cubs manager. Trust me, wherever Joe ends up, I am going to try like hell to at least when the, when the that team is in town to get him on. And God forbid he end up with the White Sox. I've already started lo- – they're not going to fire Ricky, but if he were to end up with the White Sox, I've already lobbied Mitch. I'm like, we should just still have the Joe Madden show at noon on Tuesdays. Period. But I wanted to share the our last conversation with Joe as Cubs manager because on top of the personal stuff, I think that you'll get a real good grasp of his philosophy on the game and why at times it might be at odds with what the front office thinks. 
you'll hear Joe talk about how everyone's kind of got the cheat code now. And now it's time to maybe go back the other way. That there's a pendulum swing and the pendulum is swung too far to the side of quantitative and that there might be an inefficiency in some of the subjective stuff that we grew up loving and learning about baseball. I think it's an interesting philosophy, and I'm curious to see when Joe gets another chance if he's able to do that, if he's able to run a team that way. And I also think it gives a nice little button to our segments. I I truly, truly enjoyed them. If you, if you can't tell by what I'm saying, I truly enjoyed every week getting a, a chance to talk with one of the, the more – creative and genuine baseball minds out there. So I thank you for listening to those segments and listening to today's podcast. And I thank Joe for being on the show and really kicking our show in the ass and giving us appointment radio each week. But here's that philosophy that I was talking about with Joe and the end of our final conversation as him as Cubs manager kind of becoming blurred because everybody is working out the same sheet. So I think you hopefully they're going to see um, somebody get out on the edges again, which made me more contact-oriented, speed-oriented, and again, uh, a couple of bangers in the middle, not dissimilar to what Whitey had done back in the day. Uh, so I still think there's, there's ways to um, really create that kind of interest, personality-wise, driven within an organization. Your players have to um, be the same. I here with us, we have so many uh, charismatic players with the Cubs, and I think that's a strong part of our strong appeal. So they're not only good, but they're charismatic, and the, and the fans really can identify and enjoy them. So that's the part I think baseball's got to be aware of. I mean, seeking solutions by trying to cut the time of the game to me is is, is really not the, the way to go. It's about promoting the people within the game and putting out a product there that's entertaining, and not everybody just hitting, trying to hit home runs don't care about strikeouts and trying to accept walks and, and pitchers just trying to throw as hard as they possibly can. I had a conversation with my colleagues before you jumped on the line. I said, you know, I feel like Joe's superpower is his ability to relate with people. You're handling your actual managing of people. Where did that develop from and how do you think you can get even better at it? Began um, uh, as a really young manager, man. I was 27. But even before that, I think, I mean, honestly, weirdly, and I don't want to get too boring, but being a quarterback, even from the time I was 10, I mean, I was quarterback to State Trooper Eagles when I was 10, and I was a starting quarterback, and you had to know what everybody did on the line and in the backfield. You have to know every play and everybody's assignment. And so you're almost like coaching a little bit on the field, even when I was 10. So that followed me through college, and then eventually um, I got the pro ball. Being a catcher, I think, matters also because you really understand pitching. But beyond that, when I became a minor league manager and a scout, I did a lot of uh, reading, and I wanted to become better at a lot of the things you're talking about. So I read a lot. I observed a lot. Um, and then eventually, I think I developed my own uh, strategies and my own self-confidence in doing these kind of things. So we're all plagiarists in a certain regard. We all watch and read and see how other people do it. But then how you spin it, how you develop that, that becomes you. So uh, we all gain, we're all working from the same pool of information, but how you utilize uh, the day and how you utilize um, whatever that is within each and every one of us, that's what separates. So uh, for me to get better, 
is to never lose track of that, to always be aware of that, to always seek uh, new methods while you're still uh, making what you've done in the past even stronger or better, just based on um, it's, it's, it's about it's about adhering to your, your thoughts and principles and what you think is right. But there's always going to be somebody out there that throws something at you that, hey, that might be a little bit better than what I had been doing. So you've got to be open to that, too. I'm getting a lot of text messages as we, we talk from a lot of fans that, you know, tell Joe we love him. Uh, your connection with this fan base, I mean, clearly you win a World Series, you can be king in this town for a really long time. But it does seem to me that you have made a connection with Cub fans throughout your tenure. What does that mean to you? Everything. That, that means everything. Because, again, the, the Cub fans have to understand, I think we do, they do. Um, you are a unique <laughs> group of people, man. Um, the fact that you waited so long uh, for that next World Series and, of course, maybe some great-grandparents around for the previous one. Uh, but the patience involved, uh, the fact that you uh, stayed with it through – more thin than thick, obviously. And, and just the way, um, the fans have interacted with me. I mean, when I meet folks, it's like, uh, it's like, wow. And I, I can feel their passion. I can feel their sincerity, their authenticity. I can feel all of that, uh, conversationally. And I, I do believe in, again, I think for where I came from and how I was raised, that's part of the relationship here. So, um, I've always felt that connection from day one, walking the streets downtown, which, uh, I do a lot. Uh, I've done a lot, and even to my coffee shop down there uh, near where we live. Um, so the fans are uniquely different in the sense that their passion. Uh, I've been to different cities, but nothing like this, uh, nothing like what we have in Chicago. I know Boston will, will kind of argue against that, but I, I'll argue against that again. I think uh, the Cub fans are the best, and they'll continue to be the best. And, uh, again, I'm really grateful to have made this connection. Thanks for a great season, man. This has been a, a fun partnership this season. I know that the, the, the season itself hasn't gone the way that you hoped that it would, but I really appreciate that you've always been fun and honest and giving your time and you've really helped launch this show. So I wanted to give you my sincere thanks. And, and I wanted to tell you, man, I, I hope that we get the opportunity to do this again, wherever it is that you might be. Uh, that's very mutual, man. I mean, I've, I've done this in the past with different people. I don't want you to know your professionalism really shows through um, your ability to extrapolate information in a very, uh, <laughs> uh, in your way, I think it's outstanding. So I wish you uh, continued success also, and hopefully we'll get a chance to continue this 